Hey, everybody. How's it going? Welcome to the Thriving Lives podcast to our weekly Zoom call. Renee, how are you doing today? Good. How are you doing? Doing doing all right. Doing all right. Um, we Today's topic, um, we have Thanksgiving obviously coming up this, this coming week. And really, this will kind of be a catch-all because you know, with Christmas and all the other holidays on the horizon, this is the same conversation we're going to be having as, as with thriving. I mean, as, as with Thanksgiving. So a lot of this will kind of be applicable for the next really like six weeks until the new year gets here. And then obviously you can still apply a lot of these things to really any holiday, any special occasion, you know, birthdays, anniversaries, stuff like that. Um, but uh, yes, we have Thanksgiving coming up just a heads up. There will not be a zoom call um, next week. Um, Cause that'll be the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. So enjoy your, your time with your family and all that type of stuff. But um, do we cancel check-in on Thursday or move it to Friday or what do we do? So good, good question with that. Um, ultimately what it comes down to that is I still want you guys checking in. If you feel like you need to check in, obviously Thanksgiving is going to kind of throw, throw things off for everybody. I'm not going to be re- responding on Thursday. I think we have another Thanksgiving on Friday as well. So if you do check in, just expect, you know, a delayed response time uh, for myself. I don't know about you, Renee, but um but if you're doing great, you know, we're going to kind of cover what that's going to look like today and definitely on your guys' check-in over over the next couple of days, you know, we'll kind of touch base, especially if you, if you have any specific questions, maybe you missed a Zoom call or whatever the case is, um, we will kind of address things as well. But ultimately next week, you know, most people are going to be celebrating Thanksgiving in some way, shape or form. So enjoy yourself with that. We're going to kind of talk about it today. If you want to check in, go for it. If you feel like you just need to do it for the consistency or for the accountability, go for it. But um but, you know, if you want to take the week off as well, that's great as well. And obviously reduces what Renee and I are doing as well, if uh, if all is well for you guys. But um, does that answer your question, Renee? Yeah. I mean, my clients can feel free to still check in. Yeah. And, 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 and of course, like I love hearing from you guys and I love, you know, just for consistency's sake, you know, I never want to tell you to take a week off check-ins because it keeps people with the right momentum and, and keeps their head in the game and stays, you know, staying reflective, uh, which actually we'll kind of talk about here in a second as well. But, um, Renee, how was your, how was your last week? I know we, we've been oh. making some changes to your, your lifestyle here recently as well. Um, what's up? Yeah. So to kind of recap for people who are new here, I have been working out at 5am for the last like two years now. Um, had a pretty good steady routine with that. Um, now with having my dental hygiene job and coaching job, I am trying to balance things out a little bit more. And so sometimes in the mornings, my workouts get a little bit cut short. So I'm not lifting as heavy or just don't have as much time on things. And so we're trying to shift my workouts to heavier, longer ones on the weekends um, instead of the 5 a.m. during the week. So I'm switching it to four days a week now, trying to do Wednesday afternoon with Friday, Saturday, Sunday workouts. Um, and the other point of that is prioritize sleep because sleep is important, especially to help build and grow muscle, which is one of my goals. Um, but I have such a big routine of going to bed at 8 PM, waking up at 4 AM and this week, not land last week. I think we tried it last week too, not being on that. Um, it's actually, you would think it'd be easy to sleep in, but it's not. Um, I'm having a lot of struggles with it. So it's at nighttime. I feel like I'm not prioritizing my bedtime routine like I usually do. 
Um, so I'm just messing around on my phone. My screen time is not good. You, you have um, more time. It's just like, you know, what I do to myself on the weekends is like, I don't have to get up there early tomorrow, even though my body yeah. wake me up at the normal time. Then I end up cutting out my sleep. It's kind of what it sounds like you're doing. Yeah. And I, I do track my sleep. And so my scores have not been good, um, which is good though. It helps me see and like reflect. And I always track like late screen time or just things like that. Um, just being like conscious of it, but the benefits of moving the workouts is I do have more time and that's been really cool. I've been more creative. I've been able to create more workouts, which is great. Um, so yeah, I'm just adjusting to, to this. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just a transition time period, which is, you know, a big part of what we're all doing here is, is, is trial and error as our life changes, as our priorities change or our time changes is, you know, there comes periods of trial and error where we have to kind of adapt and see what, what's working, what's not working, reflect on it. And then again, continue adapting as needed to. So Renee, that's what you're doing. And you're kind of in that transition period. That's uncomfortable. It's different than what you're used to. But you're, you know, you're noticing the pros to it. You're noticing where you're struggling at. And then obviously the biggest piece of this is that you are reflecting. So then you can think about, okay, where am I struggling at within this change? And how can I make that adjustment? And and really once we give it long enough, then we can truly see, is this actually better for me long-term? Or is this something that's just kind of working against what what was working well for me prior? And then we can always, you know, revert back to what, what we were doing before. But yeah, good, good reflection. I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with at every state, you know, all the different stages in their journey um, with thriving lives, but obviously on their own as well. And the biggest thing is you are reflecting on it so that you know what's going well, where you need to, where you need to kind of make adjustments with right now. I'm kind of going through my own little transitions, obviously with the baby and whatnot, I'm finally getting back into the gym. However, right now that's mainly with Nicole and with the baby, we're taking her with us to body shop. Uh, which is nice because it's a gem that we can bring bring her to and just kind of carry around in the in the carrier. However, that's its own set of obstacles because you know we're checking on her every every few minutes as we're kind of carrying her around, or she needs a changing, or she needs to be fed because she's you know cluster feeding here and there. So then you know I'm going out into the car or whatever the case is to to feed her in the middle of my workout, which is definitely been a transition. So right now, you know Nicole and I are just giving ourselves grace that you know we just had a baby and we are just just getting to the gym is, is a win right now. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, she's adjusting, we're adjusting, we'll kind of get through it together. But, uh, anyway, though, so before we kind of dive into the, to the big topic of the day, um, a couple things that, um, I wanted to kind of, you know, note from this past week in terms of conversations that I've had with clients, um, and things like that. So here, here's a perk to checking in, um, a perk of reflecting as well. So this is just an excerpt from a client's check-in about some wins that they felt over this last week. Um, overall, I feel great. The sleep aspect is obviously not ideal, but the weight is continuing to go down while the strength is climbing. Even if I have a an off meal, uh, off plan meal like yesterday, it's still nothing in comparison to my average day of eating six to seven months ago. The best part is I can feel and see the difference the good habits are making. I am still striving to be more consistent with getting all my meals in, but I am learning the effects of specific foods are having on my body and my overall performance. And it feels great. Next year's goals are already starting to form in my head. So what's awesome about that is this client right here. I can't remember who it was, male or female, but they've been consistent with checking in just based off of what that check-in says right there. Um, and because of that, they're noticing all the different wins that have come over the last six or seven months. Um, and so that is the power of consistency and making those check-ins. Um, you know, when 
when somebody isn't checking in, usually, and this isn't going to be an entire conversation on this, but when somebody's not checking in, you know, barring if if they're sick or traveling, nine times out of ten, it's because you know they they had a bad week, um, and they don't want to talk about it. You know, um, when we don't check in after a week like that, though, it usually results in another bad week, and then we miss another check in, and before too long, you know, they become embarrassed and want to avoid talking to their coach, myself, um, or um, you know, being accountable to themselves and honest with themselves. It's just easier to just avoid it. So actually this week, um, and every now and then I'll go do this as well, not necessarily every week, but whenever, whenever I have the time to, is I'll go reach out to clients that have been missing some check-ins. So I reached out to uh, multiple clients this week that have been MIA. Um, and this one in particular, she's a teacher and she's been kind of MIA the past, you know, a few weeks or maybe even a few months at this point. Um, you know, so, I, so I sent her a text, um, just, just, just asking her to kind of catch me up on what's been going on and get back to check-ins. Um, and, and I could have said some of the things I just mentioned up above and she, she then sent a check-in to me, catch me up on, on how life has been. And as expected, all the issues I just stated um, in terms of, you know, being embarrassed after she's been struggling and things started to snowball and then she really didn't want to talk about it. All those things were kind of happening to her. So after she checked in and filled me in on, all the struggles that she had been kind of going through and had fallen off and things like that. I said, you know, I'm so proud of you for responding to my text and completing this check-in um, the school year or whatever your busy season is, you know, for anybody else that's listening here it is always tough. Um, and it's a tough time to make changes, but it's the most important time too. Um, you know, this is her career and it's important for her to start building the right habits, even during the most stressful times of that year so that they can kind of carry it through the rest of the year. Um, it just takes us being, you know, adaptable and being more intentional about controlling the controllables um, as often as possible until they're really ingrained in your life. And, you know, these habits, these mindsets and balance, um, getting that stuff ingrained into our life. And then, you know, until then, though, the check-ins need to be a top priority. Um, so ultimately, with all that stuff is keep checking in, you know, during these tough times over the next couple of months, there's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be lots of things that make you feel like you're not being perfect and it's okay. Just keep reflecting and keep checking in and you'll be golden with it. Now to kind of get to the topic about how we um, handle Renee, what's up? I also had a client this week that okay. I had that wasn't checking in, just life kind of got crazy busy for her. Um, and so we had set up a time to hop on a quick phone call and just kind of retouch base and re go over um, her expectations, my expectations and things like that. Um, just cause when you do have those like certain days off, I think a lot of people think, Oh, like now I failed. I shouldn't even continue the program. I just, it's all worthless now. Yeah. Um, and so just having that short conversation with your coach is so much more beneficial to just hop right back on track. Yep. Um, because it's not a waste. It's not like you ruined the whole program. Um, and it just allows us to understand, you better and you to understand us better and the fact that we're going at your pace and when to hold your hand, when to give you grace and when to encourage you to kind of do a little bit more if you can. A hundred percent. And that's again, you know, a reason why I hate challenges and like eight week programs or like even like the whole 30 program and stuff like that is that, you know, it's usually a month long. And with that, it's so easy that, well, if I screwed up one day, I only had a few more weeks left anyway. So screw the rest of the weeks. I'm just going to give up on it. And ultimately, whenever we're talking about all this, it's a lifestyle. It's it's ever evolving. It's ever changing. And and it's it's a lifetime of, of, of putting emphasis on this and, and making these things a priority. Um, so 
we never fail if we just, you know, miss up one day or mess up one week or shit. Even if we mess up like this client, she hadn't checked in for a couple months. She could very easily, what clients used to do is be like, I, I give up, you know, I quit the program, whatever the case is. I've sucked the last few months and it's just hard for me to accept that. So I'd rather quit than, than figure it out and, 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 and communicate about it and figure out how to get back on the horse. Um, and in her situation, she, she did the hard thing that's ultimately going to be the best thing for her is that she checked in and now we can kind of start building that momentum back up and get her moving in the right direction. Now, um, you know, for the topic that we're kind of talking about here, um, with it being the holidays, we have, you know, give or take six or so weeks um, for the rest of the year. Now, over this time, can we make physical progress during the next few months? Of course, we can make physical progress. I have a lot of clients that are starting now that started a few weeks ago and that will start in the next coming weeks, and they will still see a lot of physical progress. However, what we want to do is we want to manage our expectations for all the things we can truly accomplish over the next six weeks. For some people, the holidays are really not that big of a challenge. They Whether they, they don't see a lot of family or they don't do a lot of socializing and stuff like that, um, it might be easier for them to really you know crush it. But for this, this is more for the people that really have a lot of family and social gatherings and things like that about how, how do we how do we figure out and get through this time without totally sabotaging where we are so the first thing we want to do is manage our expectations you know over the next six weeks ideally what we can do is worst case scenario we can come out at the end of this by the new year right where we are today absolutely worst case scenario instead of digging a really big hole which is what the average person does is once the holidays hit they're like throwing caution to the wind and they're just going to do everything and anything and not care about what they're eating and not care about what they're doing. They'll be like, you know, who cares if I fell off workouts, I'll get back on come January. And that's the same type of person that stays in that cycle for months and years and years and decades is that they allow themselves to totally fall off because there's always another Monday. There's always the new year they can get back on track. And that's why they never fully, you know, stay committed year round with this stuff and stay consistent with it. And they're always kind of, I think too, of like where it's important to know your expectations and the coach's expectations of just because you're not doing a hundred percent of the program does not mean that you're failing just because you missed a workout doesn't mean that the entire week is a waste. Um, or just because you had two cheat meals instead of one, it does not mean that a hundred percent everything's over. So, so, so the challenge during these next six weeks in my mind is we know that we're not going to get all of our workouts in most of these, you know, at least not all of these weeks, we're not going to be able to control as many of our meals as maybe what we could have the past couple of months, but there's still all the days leading up to these events. And there's the, the meals, the day of, you know, if you're going to have a Thanksgiving dinner, but you have nothing else going on during the day, how far off are you going to be? You know, you're going to be off during, during dinner time that night. And I want you to enjoy yourself. I don't want you going into there with diet eyes being like, Oh, I can't have the carbs or I can't have this or that. I want you to go in there and enjoy whatever you would normally enjoy. Now, ideally, one of the things that we can all do with majority of these meals, I'm not saying all of them, majority of them, we can go in with, with positive intentions. We can go in thinking I'm going to be protein centric. I'm going to start and fill up on more of that nutrient dense foods during that so that I'm not going to necessarily overindulge to the point that I'm sick with all of the, you know, quote unquote fun foods with it. Um, that being the sides and the desserts and stuff like that. But at the same time, I want you to enjoy that stuff as well. So there's a couple of different approaches that we can take with this, you know, number one, um, come into it. Like I just said, come into it thinking I'm going to be protein centric. I'm going to still make fairly clean choices. I'm going to try not to overeat and things like that. Now, let's say you go the the opposite end of that spectrum and you overeat during these meals. 
whatever choice you end up doing with that, I don't care so much about that choice as what do you do right now? So we have seven days until Thanksgiving. Let's say you don't have any Thanksgiving meals coming up until Thanksgiving day. How do you control the next seven days? You already know that Thanksgiving day, you're going to have something. Maybe you have something Thursday, Friday, and Saturday next week. So if you know you have those three meals coming up, the next seven days, you should be even more intentional because number one, you're going to enjoy those, those meals with it. So I want you to really focus in what can I control the next seven days leading up to that. And then, like I said before, when you get to Thursday, if you know you have that Thanksgiving meal coming up, then what do you do for breakfast and lunch and maybe your snacks leading up to it? Do you just starve yourself all day? Do you say, well, I'm going to mess up tonight, so I might as well just eat absolutely whatever I want. And that's where we're lose sight of controlling the controllables. So during that day on Thursday, leading up to that Thanksgiving dinner meal, we want to still stay, stay protein centric with it. So what I personally would do on, on these days, knowing that I'm going to have a ton of carbs, know I'm going to have a ton of fat during those meals is I'm going to stick to lean protein options during the day leading up to it. That way I'm not going into that meal absolutely starving. I'm going into it fairly satiated. I'm going into it with the, the nutrients that I need that are aligned with my goals. But then I'm going to go into that meal and because I've crushed the last seven days and all my meals during that day, I'm going to feel totally fine and not guilty about eating what I want to eat for that Thanksgiving meal. And then again, if we have another meal on Friday and Saturday, I'm going to do the same things. I'm going to control what I can, stay protein centric, drink a ton of water. If I can get workouts in on those days, I'm definitely going to get those in as well. But then again, I'm going to enjoy myself for those meals. You know, we don't we don't do this stuff. I don't, I don't stay consistent with my diet year round so that I can go into the holidays and not enjoy myself so that I can go into a vacation or a birthday dinner and not enjoy myself. That's not balance. Again, what we're doing with this is not an eight week challenge of how strict can you stay for eight weeks? It's how do I find balance in life and all these special occasions, holidays, birthdays, gatherings like that. Those are all special occasions that a well-balanced life includes all those things. You're not going to be super rigid during those. It's how do we control all the rest of them? How do we control the days after Thanksgiving? You know, are you going to bring home a ton of pie leftovers and cakes and cookies and all the sides and stuff, and then be eating on those, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, the following week, because now you just took one meal. What could have just been one exciting, awesome, tasty meal and turn it into six of those meals because you brought home the leftovers. So that's what I would recommend doing is, you know, my grandma, whoever it is I'm eating Thanksgiving dinner with, I'm not going to take any leftovers home. And if I do, it's probably going to be the ham and the turkey and stuff like that. You know, I might take home one thing for that evening that I'm going to have dessert wise, but I'm not going to take home enough that I'm going to have something every single day for that. Because again, now I'm taking that one meal and spreading it out and turning it into six or seven off days instead of just the one that it was designated to be. Um, and that's how I can control those controllables. And then again, we get back on track as soon as we can. So if after Thursday, you have nothing else coming up for Thanksgiving, then boom, you should be back on track come Friday through the weekend. And then now you just minimize any sort of damage you had, you enjoyed yourself, but now you're back on track and you're goal focused. And again, now, if you keep doing that for the next few weeks, you do that leading up to Christmas or any of the other holidays happening in December, then you can enter January in the spot you're currently at, if not in a better position, but mentally and in habit wise and mindset wise, you are now battle tested. You have now practiced what it's like during tough, tough weeks. How do I control the controllables? So that's where we can make truly the most amount of progress is how do we control what we can during maybe suboptimal times when it comes to our diet or workouts. Renee, you got any thoughts on that? Um, I did a second ago and it <laughs> just cool. went away, but I guess well, the only that, thing I, would say would be, I just keep rambling. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, I would say if you're someone that makes it 
like if you're someone that sees the new year as like a time to make goals and things like that, just if you think about those goals right now, think about how much more progress you could already have like a kickstart on those. If you just stayed consistent right now. Um, and that's thing there's going to be Christmas. There's going to be like work parties and all the other events. Um, and so it's not to say that you can't enjoy those. Or like we said, if you have two cheat meals, like everything's ruined. Um, but just kind of being aware of the events. And then also I think a good mindset is to not get into the habit of, oh, well, I had Thanksgiving dinner. So now I need to go work out twice as hard Friday morning. Like, no, that's not what we need to do. We need to continue doing the original plan, not make up for a meal you enjoyed. I'm really happy you brought that up because that that is a lot of people. And I'll also get those messages on just normal weeks where I really went crazy on Sunday. So I did two days, Monday through Wednesday this week. And we don't, we don't, we should not be overcorrecting because again, this, that's what you've probably done. If that's your mindset now, then that's probably what your mindset has been the last 20 years. And has that worked for you at this point? Most likely not. And number two, mentally, that's way harder on yourself. You're beating yourself up and you're not giving yourself any grace to just live life. And you're, you're out of balance. You're either doing everything a hundred percent full tilt, you know, hardcore about it, or you're doing nothing. And that's, that's what we want to get out of is we want to raise the baseline of, you know, our worst days are still pretty good days. You know, our worst days are not absolutely terrible. And, and even if they were absolutely terrible, we're just back on track the next day. We're not going to overcorrect it. You know, that's another reason why I, I, I don't ask your guys' calories, how much you burn during cardio sessions or during workouts or whatever the case is, because first off, those things are going to be highly inaccurate anyway. They're not going to give you a true number. But then two, all that does is, is teach you or is it, is it instills in your mind that I need to go work out double to burn off the extra calories I had. I can eat like shit because I went and did three hour long workouts. That's not how it works. Again, you know, one of the things that it comes back to, and, and not that anybody here is a bodybuilder, but when we look at what a bodybuilder is, because obviously, you know, that's what the medals here on my wall are from, because that's my, my hobby that, that I do. That's, you know, how I kind of got started in this uh, field in the first place. But what we want to look at is if that's how people achieve perfect bodies, you know, absolute minimal body fat and all that type of stuff, what are the things they're doing? They're not, they're not doing that. They're not going to eat like shit so they can go work out twice as long and twice as hard. They're just going to minimize how much they're eating like shit. And then they're going to stay on their neutral, on their, on their workout plans, on their sleep schedule and things like that. It's just consistency over time is all we really, really want to strive for. And then when you have the cheat meal, when you have these occasions, it's not going to be super detrimental. So we don't need to overcorrect it. We just need to get back on plan the next day. And that's really what this time is all about. You know, I love when clients start during this time period, because if you're constantly, you know, checking in every single week, we will get there where, where mentally it's okay. If I had a bad day, it's okay that I had Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever the case is, I got back on track the next day. And that, that to me is one of the biggest wins that somebody can have, especially when they're just getting started in, in this, this journey for themselves. My friends that are on, on the call right now, do you guys have anything to add? Any questions, any, any fears, any struggles, any experiences with any of this stuff? No worries if not. Just want to give you guys a floor to floor to speak for a minute. Renee, do you know what you're doing for Thanksgiving yet? What's your plan? How are you going to attack Thanksgiving next week? So 
I'm probably not the best person to ask because I have 5,000 allergies. Okay, yep. That's so right. I generally don't have the option to indulge in things. Yep. Um, so I'll have ham. I'll make my protein rice um, that I always have anyways. Yeah. And then I think my mom tries to make like a gluten-free green bean casserole or something like that. Um, but again, for me, I don't really get the satisfaction of having food for pleasure in a lot of different ways. Yeah. Um, however, my, I, what I do like to do is get like a special treat if I can. So either, um, like a gluten-free bunt cake or I'll go to Billy's grocery and get like a special dessert that is nice. gluten-free. Um, so you, thought, you still have like a way to you still have a way to indulge. You just have to be more Correct. intentional about what you're doing as opposed to just showing up and doing whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't really have the option to just show up and forego all yeah. caution to the wind. Um, I'm still going to eat a healthy, balanced dinner. Yeah. I guess the difference for me is I usually don't eat like processed meat or things like that. So, I mean, ham, whatever, but what you mean, that's... I know what you mean different for me so it is a different meal but it's not um it's not a holiday that i won't not, it's, it's not as free as what most people are going to go into no with. But, so but, i'm a bad example to ask but um i will say what i probably would end up doing is like i wouldn't i don't know i would say depends what i have like meal prepped for that day like i'll have my pasta for lunch but i know my family is a family that We'll tend to have like a special breakfast and then they'll have snacks like while they're cooking. Um, yeah. yeah. And so if you're just constantly snacking as opposed to eating a meal, then mm. yeah, you're going to be starving when it comes to Thanksgiving dinner. Um, and so like Marcus was saying, I think it's really smart to have that breakfast and lunch. So you're not just starving, even though mealtimes are probably weird on Thanksgiving. Some people eat yeah. at like 4 PM instead of, 6 p.m. or just yeah. random things like that um but that is my approach i guess no i, I, th I think it's a great approach but one thing i will say is that you know i know that you have you know the the certain like food intolerances and allergies and things of that nature but a lot of people have that and a lot of people number one they don't ever make the lifestyle changes and number two especially on the holidays they're going to indulge because well it's thanksgiving and that's what you're supposed to do and and they're not listening to their body and so that's what Yes, you're going to be uncomfortable, but a lot of people live uncomfortable with that. And so I think what's great about you, though, is even during those special times where most people are going to make excuses for that and mm -hmm. say that, well, it's Thanksgiving. Everybody gets to have fun. So I should get to have fun. You understand the the consequences that will come after that, the cause and the effect of it all, and are understanding that I'm going to enjoy what I can on that day. I'm going to figure out what my special foods can be that that are still going to be indulgent, that are still going to be fun and not what the norm is for me, but not totally sabotage yourself where now you're dealing with you know, gut issues until new year's, which is what a lot yeah, of people so do that's the thing. six weeks of this. Yeah. I don't usually, I don't have like the consequence of, Oh my gosh, if I overeat on Thanksgiving, I'm going to gain a pound or my mm -hmm. pants won't zip. I have the consequence of, Oh my God, I'm going to feel like shit for the next probably three to four days. Yeah. I'm going to be tired. I'm going to have no energy, which is then just going to snowball into every other aspect of my life. I'm not going to want to go to the gym. I'm not going to want to do anything because my body just rejects that food. Yep. Um, and so, but again, it took me time to learn that discipline. I would say, um, 
I didn't just go cold turkey overnight. I would still try to have it like here and there, but then now I just, it's, I absolutely do not mess with it because I have learned the consequences. Yeah. Yeah. That I don't like. Well, that that's good. And again, that comes back to your, your self-reflection that you do. Um, you know, I, myself, I think that this is the one year that in the past handful of years, I'm only actually going to have one Thanksgiving meal. I've dinner out with my family on Saturday. That's not a Thanksgiving meal. That's a birthday dinner, but then Thanksgiving night is the only thing that I have. So really that just leads me that, you know, from what I've already been doing, what I'll do for next week is control all the meals that I can, um, which will be all of them except for those two meals. So they'll all be well controlled for myself, you know, on Thursday for Thanksgiving, um, I will probably moderate and kind of shorten up what my carbs are with my main meals and my, my fats and things like that. Stick with more lean options and lower carb foods during the day and just fill up on protein and veggies mainly uh, leading up to that Thanksgiving dinner. Um, so I'm still going to hit my protein count for that day. And then whenever I get to dinner that night, because I've controlled things so well, I'm going to enjoy whatever sounds good. Usually that still is not overboard. I'm not going to eat to the point of being absolutely sick. I'm not going to eat every single dessert that's there but I'm going to enjoy myself and not feel bad about it. And then I'll give it, get right back on track the next day. Uh, for those of you, again, that are having multiple, multiple of those meals, again, just be protein centric where you can and, uh, and control all the meals in between leading up to, and especially afterwards, lock back in on all fronts as soon as you can right after that. And one of the big things as well is hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. We haven't talked about that at all in here, but make sure you are drinking plenty of water, especially when you're having these cheap meals, you know, when you're on vacation, when you're, when you're having these bigger meals like that, we, we want to make sure we're staying plenty, plenty hydrated um, because most of us are going to retain a lot of water anyway, and we're going to kind of swell up and be bloated for a few days. And the less water you drink going into that, you're going to be worse off. You're going to make, you're, you're going to retain even more water. You're going to retain even more bloat and things like that. If you are dehydrated going into these meals. So make sure, you know, hydrate plenty, but Outside of that, though, you know, that's how you should really handle the next six weeks overall. And then again, just make sure you're checking in. Um, so no matter really how it goes. Um, but yeah, we won't be here for our Zoom call next Wednesday, though. So it'll be, I think, whatever the next Wednesday is after that. I think it's like the 29th or something of November. So we'll see you guys back here on that. Uh, but other than that, though, we will see you guys tomorrow on check-in day. Um, everybody have a good rest of your week. And yeah, talk to you guys later. Bye.